Hello, and welcome to the 141st episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Happy holidays, and since it is the holiday season, I thought we would look at a song, a very popular song from this time of the year called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Please repeat, The Twelve Days of Christmas. It's funny how the T in the word Christmas is silent. We really don't pronounce the word T in the word Christmas. The history of this song is not very clear, but the best-known English version was printed in a children's book in London around the year 1780. So let's take a look at this song. It's the song about gifts that my true love sends me. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Remember, my true love is the person I genuinely love, the person who I unconditionally love, the person who I faithfully love. So again, on the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. Please repeat, a partridge in a pear tree. What's a partridge? A partridge is a small bird, a medium-sized bird. You can hunt them. You can eat them. They're very delicious. And that is a partridge. But it's a partridge in a pear tree. Pear spelled P-E-A-R, not P-A-I-R, of course. Wait a second. Why a pear tree and not a peach tree or an apple tree? Hmm. Repeat, please. Perhaps partridges prefer to perch on pear trees. Let's try it again. Perhaps partridges prefer to perch on pear trees. Well, that's what my love gave me, a partridge in a pear tree. That's her prerogative. Oh, this is a cool expression. Please repeat. That's my prerogative. How do you spell prerogative? P-R-E-R-O-G-A-T-I-V-E. A prerogative is an exclusive right or a special right or a power or a privilege. So if you say, well, that's my prerogative, you're saying, that's my right. If I say in this case, that's her prerogative, well, that's her right. She's the one giving me the gifts, so I can't complain about whether it's a pear tree or a peach tree or an apple tree. Let's look at the rest of the song here. On the second day of Christmas, well, I'm not going to sing. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves. What's a turtle dove? Well, it's a type of dove. Those birds that look like pigeons, they're in the same family, but doves are smaller. Okay, so she gave me two turtle doves. Now, I can see that it's a European turtle dove. Why not a Turkish turtle dove? Well, she's the one giving me the gift, so that's her prerogative. And remember, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Can you please repeat? This is a great expression. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What does that expression mean? It means, look, don't question the value of a gift. It goes back to the old practice of evaluating the age of a horse by looking at its teeth. Okay, okay, so I won't look a gift horse in the mouth. She has given me two turtle doves. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens. Hmm, why French hens? Are French hens better than Dutch hens or English hens 
or German hens? I really don't know. Well, that's her prerogative. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds. Well, this is probably a mistake. They really refer to four blackbirds or collie birds, which refer to coal. Okay, good. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five golden rings. Golden rings, a ring like the one you put on your finger. Okay, good. Five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a-laying. Okay, well, forget about the prefix here. The verb is to lay, L-A-Y. We used to use the prefix a in front of certain verbs to indicate motion. It's an intensifier. For example, if I say, she came a-running, it means that she came running very quickly. If I say, she came a-screaming, that means that she came screaming very loudly but we don't use this. But anyway, six geese a-laying. So the verb is to lay. What does to lay mean? In this case, we're talking about geese. Well, to lay is the verb that we use when geese give eggs. How do you conjugate the verb to lay? It's L-A-Y in the infinitive and L-A-I-D laid in the past and the participle. Okay, so six geese a-laying. Five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Hmm. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven swans a-swimming. Swans? So we have geese and swans? Really? But they're so similar, actually. Mm, As a general rule of thumb, swans are typically larger than geese. Hey, by the way, what is the singular of geese? Goose, right? Goose. Okay, so she sent me seven swans a-swimming. Of course, we have six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight maids a-milking. Again, forget about this prefix, a. We don't use it anymore. But the verb here is to milk. What does to milk mean? Well, this is what we do when we want to extract milk from a cow. You milk the cow. Wow. So my true love has sent me eight maids a-milking. And by the way, the word maid comes from the word maiden, which is a young unmarried woman. Where am I going to put all of this? Please repeat. Where am I going to put all of this? Anyway, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing. Oh my gosh, nine ladies dancing. That sounds like fun, but where am I going to put all of this? On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten lords a-leaping. Again, Forget about the A there. It's ten lords leaping. What does the verb to leap mean? It means to jump. Basically, it's a synonym of the verb to jump, usually from one place to another. Now, the million-dollar question. Is the verb to leap a regular verb or an irregular verb? Both. 
you can use it as a regular verb leap leaped leaped or you can use it as an irregular verb leap leapt leapt and you spell that l-e-a-p-t okay so on the 10th day of christmas my true love sent to me 10 lords a leaping by the way why not frogs oh well that's her prerogative remember don't look a gift horse in the mouth Nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, eleven pipers piping. So basically, she has sent me eleven musicians playing wind instruments. Oh man, this is getting really chaotic. I hope it doesn't get too loud. And on the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming. Oh my gosh, I spoke too soon. It's going to be loud. I spoke too soon. Remember the expression, I spoke too soon. This is something that we say when something that I have just said has been contradicted or negated. Or we can say, I spoke too soon if We know we are wrong because we spoke before we knew the facts. Thanks again for tuning in to Crosby's Nine. I wish everybody a happy holiday. Bye-bye.